The content broadcasted through Swinging Single Podcast is intended for adult audiences and is offered solely for entertainment and informative purposes. The views and opinions discussed may not echo the opinions or perspectives of the podcast creators, sponsors, or associates. Please note that the content in the Swinging Single Podcast is strictly not suitable for individuals below the age of 18. User discretion is advised. Our podcast content should not be taken as legal, professional, or financial advice, and listeners should seek proper advice as required from a qualified professional. Any use of trademarks, logos, and copyrights associated with Swinging Single Podcasts is prohibited without prior written consent. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Swinging Single Podcast with your host, A.C. Maxwell. You know the deal. This is all about swinging as a single male in this couple-dominated male hatred lifestyle that is called swinging, or as you new people who have ruined it, call it non-monogamy. Or ethical non-monogamy. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, dude. Anyways, so today's going to be a special one because I am going to talk about if A.C. Maxwell opened up his own swinger club. Yes, there will be sex at this club. There ain't no fucking 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock fuck sessions. Wait when you get the door. Drop those pants, pull on those pussies, or pull to the side and start fucking people because that's what swinging is all about. Swing is about sex. It's not about connection. It's a connection between the man's penis, the woman's vagina, or the woman's vagina to another vagina, or another penis to another penis. Yeah, I said it. Bisexual guys are welcome to the lifestyle too. So deal with the couples. This is the podcast couples hate because I tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So send me your hate mail at this. At swinging single mel, swinging single podcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter and all that, so go on there. It's all on my bio if you go in there and ever pay attention to it. I know I got over 400 re, uh, what downloads since November, so you know, listen, I'm not trying to sell you anything either. I'm not like these other podcast hosts who call themselves swingers and they want you to charge you $9.99 to see their OnlyFans or pay them to do something for you and all that so i'm here to get free advice free love and enjoy all righty let's get to it i hope your days are going great mine are the weather's getting warmer here in houston hopefully that means more couples will come on out more people will come on out single women i don't really care for single women in the lifestyle because you know why a lot of them have fucking mental issues let's be honest people you ever meet a single woman that's in the lifestyle you ever ask yourself, how's this woman? Single? Well, probably because she's batshit crazy. Yeah, not all of them. There's very few exceptions to the rule. But a lot of these women have mental issues. And, you know, I, AC stays away from that shit. So I like to pull people from Bumble, Tinder, and all that. And see if they're interested in the lifestyle. But, so, for that to happen, I have to have my own club. The name of the club. I don't know what I would call it, you know. It's kind of... <laughs> Uh, what would you say? I don't know. Tony, I would go Tony's Boom Boom Room or something like that. I don't know. But it has to be something cool. I'm still working on it. I'll do AI. I'll uh, go on A line C and I'll tell you guys later. But location. The location, I think, is one of the most important things because if you go in Houston, 
and you go to TNG and Colette's. It's in the fucking ghetto. I mean, in, in Houston, anywhere, you can get robbed. No, no questions asked. But those places are very more, you have more of a chance. It's not the most safest neighborhoods. And there are neighborhoods where there's, you know, housing and there's apartments and all that. So you can, uh, I don't know if people care, but if you got a bunch of people that care to that neighborhood, that the sex club is in your their neighborhood, they might start, you know, coming to your business and giving you problems. You, AC doesn't want that. AC wants to have everybody have a good time. So location to me is one of the most important things where I would do it. Now, unfortunately, now, if something should happen where most of the swinger clubs, two or three of them go out of business and there's no one there, I, like I said, I always told T, TPC, they should have put it in 610. I would put mine in the 610 loop. Somewhere is there. Now, the location would have to be, I would pick where... It's an industrial park where there's an old, you know, building in, inside of an industrial park where all the business is done during the day. Then at night, the freaks come out in the industrial park. That's what I would do. Now, the reason why I would do that, because like I said, no one's ever going to question it. And no one's going to really go give a shit if there is a sex club in an industrial park, right? You're not going to see Jane and John Doe protesting that there's a fucking sex club there. Because it's away from them. They don't know about it. The only way they're going to know about it is if they were searching for it. So so that's going to take that out of the equation. So I would keep it in. When you're in an industrial park, they're not. you don't have to go through the neighborhood. You might not have to go through a neighborhood. Maybe something off the 610. Something where they get on and get off. Where they don't have to go through the neighborhoods. Uh, TPC, Hempstead, you got to go through Hempstead. That's another shit. If you go to TPC, Hempstead, you got a fucking strip bar. You got a new hookah bar. Then you got another bar there. And the clientele, let's say, they're not the greatest clientele. You can walk, you go in there on a day, any day, and you go like, holy shit, there's a lot of people at TBC. And you go in there, and TBC, there ain't no one in there. Because it's the strip club, the hookah bar, and the, and the uh, other bar, it's got all the people. So it's very deceiving. But like I said, I don't want my wife, who's dressed like a sweat, be walking when there's a bunch of horny ass dudes coming from the strip bar or the hookah bar, uh, cat calling her, it's just going to cause problems. They don't have security out there. So, you know, there's a lot of problems that go happen. So T TPC North, it's out in the, it's in a strip mall where there ain't nothing there. So you're safe there. So is TPC South. There ain't really nothing there. You don't have to go through no one. So that's a good place, but it's also hobby airport over there is not, not the safest area where you got to go through. So, you know, shit can happen. Then TNG and Colette's, oh, 1960 area and 45. Holy shit, that's a whole lot. When I first moved to Houston, I lived there. Within a month, there was a shootout between the uh, county sheriff and uh, some guy in the apartment complex next to mine. So it's not the best neighborhood either. You know, shit, fuck. You go to Hooters over there, you get your car stolen after you eat dinner. So it's not the best of the neighborhoods. So, oh, so I wouldn't want to try to find, if it's all possible. Listen, not everything's possible. Try to find something that's off at 610 inside the loop and put it in an industrial park. Now, have I looked? No, I haven't looked. So I, I don't know if it's all possible. Even the, you know, there's some places like the Galleria areas in the 610. I would stay away from that place because, you know, 
you got a lot of uppity rich people and a lot of money and a lot of connections. So I'm not going to go. If I could find one there, I wouldn't. Now, would it be a great place? Yes, because you got the Galleria. People go out, have a couple drinks. You know, they're looking good. People down there have money. And they might want to come to my club to get their little fuck on. Maybe fuck someone else. So that would be ideal. But in reality, it might not be the greatest ideal. If I can find a place that is there inside an industrial park, yeah, I might consider it. But finding a place right off the 610 where it's uh, easy on, easy off, boom, I got a place. The square footage now, it has to be a lot. I would want a place that holds, that can hold comfortably 150 to 200 people. Because I'm going big. Why, why go small? TPC, north, south are small. TNG is pretty big. I gotta give them that they are. They do have a great flow of the club. They got small ass rooms, but they do have what they call. That's a good size. Uh, Colette's not a good size club, but no one goes there only on Saturdays. So, anyways, so square footage has to be nice size, two hundred people max. I would want because you know once it gets too big, it gets too big, and it just gets annoying. You get a lot of complaints because you got a lot of people you gotta satisfy. And you can't always do that. So, 200 people, man. I don't know what the square footage would be. I don't know. Inside, inside the club. Hmm. Now, that is always tricky. I would want to have theme rooms. I've been to Secrets, and I think people love the Secrets rooms. They love walking in the hotel to go check out other people's rooms and do that. So, I would have, like, individual themes. There would be a stripper pole in every one, sex sling in every one. And all that. So the rooms are going to be good size. So that's why I'm going to need a nice, good size facility. Now, that's why I said an industrial park because those are already big. They're not going to have a little small places or anything like that. You'll have a nice big size and you'll also have a lot of parking. All right. You don't have to worry about parking. When I worked at Club Cave, they had that little parking area that you had to go park it down the street or at the Bird King next door. And you don't, you never know what's going to happen to your car. Hello. However, but what they did, they hired me. I would walk the, you know, the fucking parking lot make sure no one fucked with anything and all that so that was so much fun watching everyone go out have fun and watch the people come out all fucked and and they're fucked up and they're i got fucked in my, so much in here and all that so that's always fun uh that was a good place time oh those good times club cave really did a good job anyways so i would Want to have theme rooms and all of them. And one big group room where the bed's in the middle and you have the couches along this on the walls. So people can watch. Listen, not everyone wants to go and watch. I mean, wants to go and participate. Some people just want to watch. And they get off and that. The first time they do it, you know, you know, maybe after a couple of times they do it, they'll start participating and all that. Who knows? But some ways where they can watch comfortably and enjoy the show. All right. So my so that would I will that's what I would do. I wouldn't have the two way mirror or the one way mirror where you can see in, they can't see out. I don't know. I just don't like that. I just think it was a stupid idea. Colette's get rid of it. It's useless. Take out that wall, have it just one big open and all that. But whatever. That's them. That's not me. So with that you would have a bar. It, it is just a real nasty bar. Everybody would get, when they first come, they would have to have a membership because that's basically how you get around the law, having a sex club. 
you charge membership so that's a private club so you could do whatever you want at the private club so charge a membership yearly yearly fee everyone pays a yearly no one pays a fucking one month or the night or a night fee everyone pays yearly so every, when you come back you only do it you only pay your uh, party fee so let's see and with that membership you get a number now they did this at DJ's Islands in Beaver Beaver Falls Pennsylvania and when you were bringing your alcohol, instead of it sitting with you, they had a big bar where bartenders were served you. So you didn't have to worry about anything. You would have, you would give them your alcohol, your beer. So you wouldn't have these fucking stupid ass, big ass coolers laying around on the floor where it possibly could trip and fall and hurt yourself. Because guess what? You're going to be responsible for it because they are in your club. And if you are don't have insurance you could lose a lot of money because club cave got sued by one woman when she broke her leg on the fucking stripper pole in the vip room so i remember that and so i learned from that so so keep those fucking coolers out of the area the coolers will stay behind the bar with the bartenders who are my employees so you write their number so if you got like a 12 pack of bud you know they write their number on it and all you gotta do is say one two three four and they go get your beer and that's it that's all they do. So they serve you. So it's more of a bar, a really bar atmosphere where you don't have to have your fucking shit hanging all around. You could have what you need at the time and go up and get it. And they had a quiet, and it worked well. You know, no one was complaining. Everyone got their drinks real quick and all that. So that was a plus. Also, I think it's time for Houston to have a club where you can eat there. Where they actually have some decent food where you can order food there. So, you know, it could be a date night. Uh, same thing that with DJ's Island. DJ's Island had a place where they can get, where you can make, where they would bring food. And that's what usually was in the prices. Like, I remember when I went there, it was like 60 bucks and I was single. And I'm single at this time. So, you know, and it was only 40 bucks and you would get a steak dinner pasta salad all that stuff inside potato and all that at night they would bring out pizza and cake and all that so they really up they really did a really fucking fantastic job and that's why every fucking friday saturday night that shit was packed <laughs> because how they went above and beyond it was a nice place it was clean and people loved it so i would have served though just a small menu nothing too fancy steak uh lobster you know shit like that <sighs> Now, when paying is tough, I wouldn't, I would include it in the cost of the membership and all that. That's what you get. I don't know how they did it, but you might, you never paid for anything. Then if you had soda, if you were only a soda drinker, like I myself, they had a fountain, a soda fountain next to the bar. So I didn't have to bother the bar so I didn't, and all that. So I could just sit there and get my soda from the soda fountain and all that. And there was no problem. So. That was all great and all that. I loved it because I didn't have to fucking wait, you know, 20,000, 100 minutes just to get something to drink. I got some of these clubs where they just fucking take forever. Secrets is the worst. Secrets service is so shit. And it's just shit. And it's still shit. It's been shit for four or five years because they don't know how to fucking serve. I guess when you get a male bartender, if you don't have big enough tits, they don't want to serve you. Or you got a dick, they don't want to serve you. But anyways, fuck you secrets on that. And fuck you secrets for your single policy. 
So, so bring food. Have some food, you know? Not finger food. None of that shit they served at TMZ when you fucking people's fucking STDs got on that shit. It's fucking nasty. But real food. And what they would do, the people that worked there would get a free night. So say like if you, you know, you want to go, you want to work, you want to get in for free. Be a waiter. Be a bartender. Be a waitress. Work the door. And those people would always get a free night. That's what they would get. They wouldn't pay them. They would just give them a free night. So, you know, next Saturday you want to come and you got that, fuck it, you're free, you're in. So I thought that was great. That was a great incentive. I did it a couple of times because fuck it, you know, save me 60 bucks, get a whole night to my, get a whole night just serving and all that. By one, one o'clock, you're done. Clubs open to three. You got two hours to fuck around. And guess what? You got a lot of pussy that way because you would, because you had to interact with those couples. And they come, hey, buddy, what's up? You're done? Yeah, go fuck my wife. Okay, good. Thank you, sir. I love you. And I would serve you any time. So I would do that. You know, staff would be basically volunteers, but they would get something in return. All right? But that's not always the case. I could pay them, I guess. I don't know. So the players already talked about would be nice and big, different different styles. Everyone's stripper pole and sex swing and everyone a bed and everyone one big ass uh, open group room and all that so people can watch participate whatever they want to do now they get people playing in houston this seems to be a problem houston we have a problem you need to have people that are fire starters i call them and what I mean by that is a couple that is a good-looking couple, decent-looking, you know, people, couple that people are going to want to watch fuck. You can't get the BB, I'm sorry, I love big women, I love BBWs, but you can't get a BBW woman out there in the middle and people are going to want to watch her fuck. It just doesn't work. You gotta get an average lady to do it that looks good, who dresses good, smells good, and another guy. The guy don't give up. The, the guy just needs to get hard. That's it. They don't really go, oh my God. No, the guy's so ugly, I don't wanna watch. They never. It's always about the woman. So you gotta have a nice, decent looking woman to be your fire starter. BBWs don't work. They don't. When I ever I go to any of the clubs and, you know, one of the big girls are playing first, no one really watch. They look and they look. Then they go away. They don't pay attention. So you really need to get a good fire starter couple. And I'd say not one. I would think I would want to get four or five per night. These people would just get in for free. And I just tell them, 9, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I need you fucking in the rooms. I need you doing it out in the open so everyone can see. And because this will get people, oh, they're fucking so, hey. She starts jacking her husband off. He starts fingering her. Next thing they know, they go at it. Another couple goes at it. Another one. And so it creates an atmosphere of a lot of uh, sexual tension. And that's what the clubs need. They, the clubs are really lacking in sexual atten- attention in, uh, in the lifestyle, especially in Houston. Because, like I said, the fire starter could get it all going. So you've got to ha- get some of those. You want to have some of them so you can spread them out because, you know, if they start at 9, 9.30, by 10 o'clock, they're done. Then you want another one at 10.30, another one at 11.30. They keep the flow going. So the sex is going on. And 
And I think that's why a lot of people end up leaving the lifestyle because they thought it was going to be like a one big orgy and it's not. Well, it really isn't anyways. But, you know, a lot of these couples, you know, that's what they're looking for. They want to watch. Some of them just want to watch, especially the newer ones because they don't know. They don't know any better. So, anyways, so get five fire starters. They get in for free every time, no matter what. So, and so they can help you really, really have the best party available. Get those fire starters. Let's see what else did I write down. Now here comes the cost. The cost is difficult because you got to figure out how much square foot you have and how much money you need to make per square foot to break even or make money. Now you're in this to make money. I always tell people, people get uh, swingers, old school swingers get mad. This is not about making money. They go, well, this is new and this is a new age and this is what it is about making money. Colette is all about making money. Colette fucking charges you for Coca-Cola. No one, I never been, well, other than Secrets or Caliente, uh, Paradise Lakes, I never been charged for soda at a club. But they do because it's all money for them. It's nothing more than a money-making adventure. They want to make money. It's just like the couples that have podcasts and they have the all the stuff. They only fans and all that. They do this shit so they can promote themselves and make money off of you. They're really not swingers. They're just fucking people fucking to make money off of you because you're us. We're suckers. You know, we'll go pay nine ninety nine for fucking the fuck and the sad thing it is these motherfuckers are sad as fuck because I can see her fuck a bunch of dudes for less than a Netflix subscription for a month that's how much they think of them so it's just one of those things you know where you gotta think and the cost is something that's coming that's gonna have to be so what I would do I would tear it I'm only gonna be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, Sunday nights if they're holiday, or Monday or whatever, and I would charge from, I would open up at 7.30 p.m. every night, so from 7.30 to 9 o'clock, it would be $25 to get in per couple. Single men would be 100 Yeah, single women <clears throat> would be free. I'll let single women in for free, fuck it. Then, from 9 to 10.30, it goes up to 40 $40 per couple, 125 per 150 per single. All right, so I got to 10.30. So 10.30 to 12 would be uh, $100, bucks, and single man would be $200 to get in. The reason why I'm tearing it like that for the cost is because I want to get people there early so if you just want to hang out do nothing it'll benefit you to get there at 7.30 to 9.30 because you're only paying 25 bucks or at least by 5, 10.30 because once 10.30 hits you're going to pay 100 so to save you money and get more people there to enjoy maybe more action it would be a wise decision just like just like uh eyes wide shut they would do that and i would think they would get a lot of people when we would go they would get a lot of people from nine to ten a lot of people coming in couples would be coming in so i thought that was a great idea for eyes wide shut to do that so why not do it for me 
because you know a lot of these clubs fuck it you go to Colette's T- all of them uh, TPC they're fucking paying a hundred bucks just to get in from at nine o'clock so it's kind of like okay so no problem then you go there and there ain't no one there so you really paid nine hundred you pay a hundred dollars for nothing and it kind of pisses people off and people say they ain't going back to Colette's because it, it's boring there ain't nothing there I said oh boy so that kind of sucks so I would want to tear like that. So maybe it would incentivize couples to get, get there early. And if they get there early, guess what? Maybe they start fucking earlier. Because the clubs do open at 9. I don't know why. Especially on a Saturday. Why is it open at the 9s? Why not 7 o'clock on a Saturday? But whatever. I don't own it. I own this one. So that's my prices. Now who could get in? Couples, you're going to hate this. Single guys can get in every night. All right. Every night, couples, single guys can get in. There is no, oh, I know this guy, so can you get in for cheaper? Nope. <laughs> it is what it is. Saturday nights, all day, all night, guys will pay $200 to get in. I'll leave it at that. That's good. <laughs> so that means the turn. Now, why do I charge single guys a lot of money? You don't want, there are certain people you don't want in your club. You don't want those ghetto ass fuckers that come into your club and are loud and noxious and shit. You don't want those type of people because you know what? Swingers want to relax and chill and have a good time and drink. If you're fucking loud and noxious and you're fucking causing problems in a club, just couple or single, you're gonna you're gonna make that experience bad and you're gonna make one of people not want to come back you want to some hey you want to have class some class in your club all right you want to keep it clean you want to keep it up you want to treat the couples and singles like they are the only human beings that exist and you want to make them feel special and you can't do that when you got to police all these assholes so if you charge single guys two hundred dollars you're gonna keep the shithead single guys in there out of there so now, what happens is there could be a drawback. When you pay $200, some guys think they're entitled to pussy, which is not the case. Unfortunately, you've got a consent or it's rape, all right? So, but that's why you hire security. And you have a lot of security. Now, security is only there for security purposes only. They're not there to cause problems for other people. They'll have fun, do their thing, whatever. So, on Saturdays, I would charge a single guy $200 the whole night. Then... So Thursday, I would call this, let's see, Thursday nights, I would call it my hot wife night. You know, couples that enjoy single men. Now, if after a while, you know, you, Jane and John don't come and I know they're, they like to play with single men. I will say, hey, listen, if you're ever coming in, let me know. I'll let you in for free. Now, they know they can get in free, so maybe Thursdays they keep coming back. And I would do that for pretty much every couple on a Thursday night. And this is the reason why. So, if I charge $100 for every single guy that comes in, right? And I know a couple that... She likes to play with two or three guys at a time. She likes to, you know, he likes to watch or whatever. That means 
I can make 300 per couple, whereas I'm only charging them 25, 40 bucks. But I'm making 100 on a single guy. But then you're like, AC, hey, you're bringing a lot of single guys in. Well, you know what? From my experiences, after a single guy is fucking came, he really calms down a little bit. So he's not really bothering everybody. Now there's the substitute rule. There's some assholes, and I've seen them there. They're just so fucking jacked up and fucking whatever, steroids or some shit, that they're on the go. That's what security is for. But if they, if I see a couple and they play with single men, I will let them in for free because that will bring in more single guys. And more single guys actually make me more money. All right? So that's what, that's what I would do on Thursday. Thursday would be hot wife night uh, for that, for that, my club. Friday night, you know, it'll just be a regular chill, relaxing night where everyone just have a good fucking time and enjoy life. <laughs> um, and all that Saturday with theme, but have different themes and all that. So that's what I would do for uh, the themes. Now the themes, I don't know. Whatever you would do, have I would bring in eye candy or other podcasters. I bring the other podcasters that like to rip off their customer, their fans, and all that. Use them. Why not? Fucking pay them a thousand dollars. Come out, promote, and you know, promote the club and get me a big uh, following and shit like that. You know, uh, splash parties and all that. Not splash mocha. No fucking way, splash mocha. Anyways, but splash club, uh, splash events I would do and all that. So I would do all kinds of stuff uh, on Saturday nights. And if they want to do Friday nights, you know, takeovers and all that. And all that. Also, to promote my club, I would uh, go to Lone Star Resort in Washington, Texas. And, you know, OTR, OT4R, whatever that is. And promote my club to get people to come in. Uh, to it so that's what I would do alright uh, let's see what else um, not much I don't know I think that's pretty much it that's all I would for now I don't know you know you gotta have a good staff like I said courteous friendly but know how to handle themselves when the times of situation is coming up and bad and all that so you know you gotta do all kinds of stuff so opening a club is not easy Running the hotel takeover is not easy. A lot of people think they can do it, and they can't do it because you know it takes it takes stuff. And you got fucking assholes. You know, have assholes like Dan Bradford in the HR club uh, on Telegram, bitching about everything, complaining about couples, complaining about single, mostly single guys. He complains about that fucking dude. I feel sorry for his wife. I I could really say that his wife probably had the idea of swinging because she's probably tired of his dick, his limp fucking dick, or whatever it is. Because this guy complains more than the fucking anybody I ever met. Alright? So, it's one of those things, you know, where you just gotta say, fucking throw your hat in the ring. And I would only do this, like I said, if a, three clubs went down. I can't, there's, I, like I said, there's, the market is saturated uh, and all this. So, you know, when you saturate the market, you take a lot of people out of it and it's there to make money. I want to make money off of this. So, that's what I would be doing. So... But that is it. That's all I have. 31 minutes are all right. So I'm going to get out of here. I know my long-ass 30-minute rant. So, you know, it's one of those things. So, you know, you all have a great night. I hope you enjoy. Take some of your experiences, my stuff, and put it into your club. Some of you fucking podcasters who rip off your uh, fans, you know. You know what I say? Fuck you. You're not swingers. You're just fucking money-making motherfuckers. Uh, and all that 
So you can all kiss my ass anyways. I don't care. Like I said, this is not a podcast for couples to love. This is a podcast that tells you the hard, cold truth and all that. So with that, I send my love to everybody. Hope you all be remain safe. Enjoy the swinging weekend. And keep on swinging, babies. And have fun. <laughs>